Welcome to Waterloop, the podcast exploring solutions for sustainability and equity in water. I'm the host, Travis Loop. This is episode number 196, How to Taste Water. A sommelier is commonly associated with wine expertise, but there is a category of professionals specializing in the assessment of water's taste, texture, and quality. These experts offer valuable insights into attributes like mineral composition, source, and purity, all of which are explored in this episode featuring Milan Patel, a water sommelier and consultant. Milan takes the podcast host on a journey through a water tasting experience featuring a variety of waters, including municipal tap water, reverse osmosis treated water, and well-known bottled brands. Additionally, Milan delves into the sommelier's role in public outreach and discusses how people react to educational experiences centered around water tasting. Before starting, I want to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Flume Utility and Business Solutions. I have a flume system at my house to track water use in real time and show me what's happening on my smartphone. Flume also provides crucial insights to water providers and state and regional planning agencies, enabling them to conserve water, stop leaks, plan for the future, comply with regulations, and so much more. Flume is partnering with leading water utilities across the country, such as the San Antonio Water System, Orange County Municipal Water District, and East Bay Municipal Utilities District. Flume's nationwide network of sensors collect residential water use data at five-second intervals. It provides detailed analysis of how water is used indoors and out, even down to the fixture level. To learn more, visit flumewater.com and please reach out to their team at partnerships at flumewater.com. You're in the Waterloop. Milan, I am so glad to have you uh, on Waterloop. We've been connected for a while. I've been fascinated by your work and, and inspired by your work. So glad to be here to chat. Yes, Travis. Um, thank you for the invitation. And likewise, I really enjoy your content. And I must say, watching your content, I was like, where were you when I was young? <laughs> you know, to get this information of, you know, like the travels that you do, etc. It's great, and um, I wish Netflix would just have a dedicated channel to water. You know, all of yeah. There's so many great water content creators out there, right? We know there's all these other podcasts and people doing good videos, and so yeah, we should all kind of come together and make that happen. Uh, you know, yeah. a water a water streaming service. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, all right, so you are a water sommelier. Right, everybody's familiar with sommeliers for wine, uh, and I, you know, you're one of the very few water sommeliers I've even heard of or seen in person. What does that mean? Yeah, so that means like the whole sommelier element. I'm my actual day job is a water professional uh, for water treatment, water hygiene. I've been um, in the water industry for over twenty years. And um, from a young age, I knew this is exactly the career um, that I wanted to take. So the whole element of the water sommelier was where, you know, I was on the tools with your portable test kit or doing lab work. 
um, going to sites from calling to steam generation to hospitals, etc. Um, we would always measure TDS with a meter. Um, and I would conduct reports for the clients, how we could save energy, bleed recycles, you know, whatever it was. Um, and it just sort of hit me that, what does TDS taste like? I'm measuring it, but what does calcium, magnesium, potassium actually taste like? So the whole sommelier element was a, a focus on a passion of mine of learning about water source. But then what got me with... Um, water, you would always have a TDS element and it would outline types of minerals within the water. So I just put it up on myself to explore this further and try to differentiate between different styles of TDS waters and try to create a vocabulary around it on how to describe uh, different waters. Um, and the reason for this was that we've got a global vocabulary for tea coffee, whiskey, gin, um, you, every other beverage has a vocabulary except for water. So how do we communicate the value of water if there's not a vocabulary to use or to be encouraged to use? So um, that was the element of the water sommelier, a hobby that people were kind of laughing at. Um, but I was like, you know what, I don't care. I'm having fun. I love discovering water sources, springs, the backstories of these springs, mythical legends that used to live around the springs, the geology, the terroir. Um, once you start diving into this, it's absolutely fascinating of how, say, Mother Nature's vending machine creates these fantastic waters all around the world. And it's just spun into this educational element where I was just talking to people about what I've learned, uh, what I've researched, what I've tasted, variety of different waters from different regions. Um, and people started to get a bit more engaged with it. Um, so I started doing school presentations just off my own back. I'm not uh, funded by anybody. It was just a bit of a hobby. I quite enjoyed it. But what, what kept on happening was this amazing, beautiful reaction from families and children of like, you could see it in their eyes, like, wow, why weren't we taught this at school to um, appreciate and research water in that way like we do with fine wines and fine whiskies and fine spirits, you know? We celebrate these. They all come in a beautiful glassware when we're pouring them at a restaurant, at a dinner, you know? The wine's never in a crappy-looking tumbler. It's in the best <laughs> Right. Why not water? Why? <laughs> so... So to talk about this. Uh, how do you go about tasting water? And and I'll say that I've got a bunch of waters here with me, and we'll yeah. move into that at the right time. But talk about how you do this first of all. Like what the? It, it, it seems simple, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah could yeah. you talk about that? Yeah, of course. So we have we we've got this absolute disconnect to water. We drink it, and we do not pay attention to the actual taste of it so there is no right or wrong of tasting water and it's all down to your personal vocabulary that you create and the mouthfeel and the taste that you experience so when when i get asked this question it's more like mindfulness in the sense of drink the water say at room temperature and just allow your mind to really focus on mouthfeel and taste 
and allow your own personal vocabulary to be expressed. A pen and paper while you're tasting waters, um, you know, it could be the taste, it could be the mouthfeel, it could remind you of a certain time in your life, you know, a, a visit to your grandparents' house, a time that you went away abroad. So it's, it's there, everyone can do it, but we have never been encouraged from a young age to taste water. It is a case of we drink water to sustain ourselves for hydration, um, and that's about it. But once you start exploring different waters, and Mother Nature, tap waters, natural source waters, has more flavor than Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola put together, and it's all there to be explored. Mm. So what I um, encourage is when you're first starting out, genuinely, tap water is the best. It, it's all, for me, it's all about the tap water. Try the tap waters from other regions, or if you've got families coming from different areas, bring, bring those along. And then carefully select some natural source waters as well. Pen and paper, and just go dive in deep. Allow your mind, your sensory elements to create the vocabulary. Yeah, you know, it's uh, a couple thoughts. Um, I guess I've somewhat paid attention to the taste of water. I've mostly paid attention when the water taste is more of an outlier, uh, like yeah. something really is strong about it in some way. I find this in a lot of like coastal communities and beach communities. I don't know if it's something in the TDS of their water, uh, but it's, it's very strong. And I'll admit that there's a number of beach communities where I, I'm like, I don't like that water, actually. It, it tastes, it's overwhelming in some way that I don't like. Um, and then you definitely get different experiences with different bottled waters. I think especially, like you say, that mouthfeel, I really notice like a different uh, texture or whatever it might be. Uh, what, what, is, what is that? Is that like the calcium hardness or what, what creates like that different feel yeah. in the mouth? So as we know, the total dissolved solids is the accumulation of different minerals, calcium, magnesium, potassium, silicates, bicarbonates, etc. So like, each water will have that distinctive taste or mouthfeel that you're experiencing. However, from experience with like exploring different waters, tap waters to uh, natural source bottled waters, you always find a surprise because you might think, okay, these two waters have very high calcium um, levels, so they may taste similar, but majority of the time they taste completely different because it's just the, the levels of different minerals, and there's not two waters that are the same mm. in the world. Mm. So each water provides an experience, further learning of taste, um, a better understanding of TDS levels, but then also the terroir and the geology. Um, of that area where the water is produced, if it's tap water or natural source, has a very heavy influence on what, what you taste. So they explain terroir with wine. It's identical to water. Wow. Well, uh, one other thought, you know, I have my 12-year-old my son and his friends, uh, 
I hear them have discussions actually about waters and uh, especially like the bottled water brands they like or don't like, you know, like they, they talk about Fiji, they talk about Dasani and they're like, oh yeah, that one's good. Oh, that's the best. And it's just kind of funny to hear these 12 year olds actually like rate, rating the different bottled waters they get. That's usually spurred by the fact they hear me talking about water. Everybody knows my thing, but it's, it's interesting, right? To hear 12 year olds like bring that up. <laughs> yeah. And I genuinely like, if I could get some support or, you know, beautiful platforms like yours, where genuinely the work that I've been doing in schools, it takes 15 minutes with water tasting with a say year five and above or five, five year olds and above. 15 minutes of just giving them the backstory of the waters and actually letting them taste them and letting them with a pen, whiteboard, and just let them write what they feel, have that discussion in the classroom. <laughs> right there, it will click straight in their minds that water is more valuable. Water has taste. You can use vocabulary uh, to describe water, and that will stay with them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So... Let's uh, let's do some experimenting here. Uh, very yeah, interesting. I also feel like I I feel like I uh, I have feel some pressure to be able to describe these things or to tell differences, no. right? Like uh, <laughs> when I conduct water tastings, genuinely there is no right or wrong. Whatever pops into your mind, you know, it doesn't always have to be taste, mouthfeel. Mm. Does it remind you of something? Mm. And and I get that a lot when I do my aqua tasteology boards. Um, you know. This reminds me of chilling on the beach or my grandmother's house or um, the gig that we just did in New York. We had a huge whiteboard and at the yeah. end of it, the vocabulary that was being used to describe water, it was mind-blowing. That's um, awesome. So, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, what should I start with here? Uh, I do, I'll do. i say I, I, at my house, I do have regular tap water and I also have yeah. an RO system. So. Okay. So for me, my personal choice, I get asked this a lot. What is the best water in the world? And for me, <laughs> my personal opinion, it is tap water. If you can access safe, clean, reliable drinking water from a tap within 20 seconds, you are one of the luckiest people on the planet. And for me, being the water sommelier, a water consultant, everything that I do reels back to the value of tap water. Mm. So let's let's um let's go with the tap water first. Yeah, I've so got I, my cheers. I have my tens water, I'm, tap I'm water. like give it a little smell. <laughs> there It tastes good. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, I mean, to me, it tastes very familiar. I would, I, that's the word that comes up in my mind right there. It's very, very familiar. This tastes like, quote, average water. Like it doesn't taste like an outlier in any way. Uh, it's, it's really what I'm used to, I guess. Um, Do you know the TBS of the water? I don't know it. Would I be able to look on my water uh, utility report probably and find I, that? Yeah, okay. they'll have all of the parameters, microbiological and chemical. Um, um, that will give you a good indication of sort of the neutralness of it or, um, you know, that taste experience. And then it's a bit, that TDS level is always a bit like a low TDS. Consider it like a white wine, higher mm. the TDS, consider it like a red wine. 
you're going to get more flavor, stronger flavor in there. Mouth well, I know, I know that my water utility recently put in a granular activated carbon system uh, right. to, because they have to treat for PFAS. Uh, we have a PFAS problem. So I know that we've got like outstanding, when it comes to the quality, safety, that we've got really excellent water. I wonder how that impacts the, the TDS um, and maybe talk about that. I'll see if I can look at, look it up. <laughs> yeah, I think um, with the activated granular carbon, I don't think it will add or remove TDS. I think it will just either work for the PFAS or um, maybe knock out the chlorine um, elements as well. Let's, so I want to move to like the RO and see how this is different now because I okay. think that will be really interesting. So I, I mentioned I have the reverse osmosis, got this one in my nice piece of crystal here, uh, okay. and it does remineral remineralize. I guess it's got the coconut yeah. something that remineralizes okay. the water. Yeah. Uh, and this is what I drink predominantly. Uh, so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I love this water. Uh, okay. it's, it's, um, it's a little silkier, I guess it feels than the tap water. Yeah. Uh, it, I guess it almost has less flavor in a way than the tap water. Um, it, it tastes quote cleaner, which is, I guess yeah. not the right thing to say, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it just it's just is real nice i i always enjoy it like i notice it's just like a smoother smoother water um subtler tastes clean i mean those are those are not flavor adjectives i guess but no no you, you're absolutely you're on a roll this is beautiful okay like you are describing your personal connection your personal review of the water so there is no no right or wrong but you are using vocabulary to describe the differences between your tap and RO reaming water. Um, I, I was just in Aruba at a desal plant um, a few weeks ago, and I've, I've created a small little video. But the art of remineralization is beautiful if you focus on that, because you can create some amazing tasting waters. And what I found out on the island of Aruba was that they were using the natural coral rock around the island to do the reaming. And I'll tell you, it was outstanding quality wow. water. It, it tasted wow. like even the kids were like, wow, this is really good, Dad. And like, yes, my kids do taste a lot of water. <laughs> but automatically, like, yes, this is very, very nice. It was soft. It was silky. It was smooth. No taste of um, chlorine. Um, mm. It was a fantastic water. Yeah. Yeah. Um what creates that silky, the real silky water? What minerals are that? Yeah. Is that? Um, so you'll find that with uh, silica-rich waters, a very soft, very silky. I would describe it as um, hydrophilic um, feeling, very mm. like it will coat the mouth mm. and like oily sensation, a creamy sensation. That, that's what you'll find. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, that's so interesting about the coral. Um, one one note: I always like my water like room temperature. You know, I don't really, I don't, I don't usually add ice to my water. You know, I'm not a big ice water. I just like get it, you know, out of the tap kind of, and that's what I prefer. I I'm not sure yeah. why, but uh, you know, personal preference. However, when you're talking about temperature of water, mm. okay, 
Um, the nuances of water really pop out and communicate to you when it's at room temperature. You know, cold water is very refreshing, but it numbs the palate. Uh-huh. But water is in a region of about 16 degrees around that sweet spot. That's when the water starts to communicate the taste. So when conducting water tastings um, with friends, family, try to get all of the waters at the same temperature, room temperature, around maybe around 16 degrees would be nice. Okay. Um, and that's when the magic will yeah. start to work. So I do have uh, some bottled waters here. I, I do have to be consistent with my past, and I'm not a big fan of waters being shipped all around the world. I don't, I, yeah. you know, I, I feel like in the U.S., like we have some great springs here. We have great sources, you know, but I do have, I do have some of the most popular, I think, brands here. I have Liquid Death. I have Avion. I have Fiji. I have uh, Pellegrino here. So uh, recommendation for where I should go first. Yes, of course. Um, let's go with Liquid Death first, but just before okay. we start. Yeah. Um, the relationship with bottled water. Okay. I'm, Fortunately, and I'm, I'm a big tap water advocate. Uh, you know, clean water, sanitation, it, it's my thing. The whole element with bottled water is that we need to respect it exactly like you would do with a fine wine, in the, in the sense of they are more than just hydration products. These are natural products from Mother Nature, which have incredible backstories and if one were to just take a bit more time to do a bit of research in regards to where the water's from, etc., um, it will provide a better experience with that water. If you're not prepared to do that, just drink tap water. Simple. Yeah. It's, um, and, but then also identify if it's tap water reprocessed and sold back to you, which in the States and other areas of the world, it's a big thing. Um sure. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear you. I totally, you know, when I've put up comments about this before, people have said, well, how is that any different from bottling wine in, in Italy and sending it to the States or yeah. bottom, make beer in Germany and sending it to the States, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I, I get some of that corollary. Uh, yeah. So, you know, this, um, this liquid death uh, still, and their water's from the Austrian Alps. Uh, okay. okay. And, I notice I poured it in the glass, and maybe this is just from me pouring. I see like little bubbles. Not, it's not carbonated, but I see little bubbles in there. But maybe Oxygen. that was just from just the yeah. pouring of the water. Yeah, it probably comes from a, a natural source that had um, quite a bit of dissolved oxygen, so you may see a bubble or two. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I mean that's it's it's really good. I would put it. Um, it reminds me of the RO water a little bit. It's got, okay. it seems like it has less flavor, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it doesn't seem as silky. Uh, if I'm doing, started to compare and contrast as silky yeah. as my RO, but it's silkier than the tap. Um, you know, it's really good. This is very, like at all the big concert venues in the United States now, Liquid Death is, uh, you know, what they, they have a contract with. So, uh, very familiar wow. with it. I think touching on your point of that, there are amazing springs in the US um, that potentially have a similar mouthfeel than this water that comes 
from Switzerland or the Swiss Alps. So mm-hmm. I, I totally appreciate your comments on that. And if you can explore local, because there are some amazing waters across the US that could give the same experience. Maybe not the branding of Liquid Death, um, which uh, <laughs> that's very good like, they, Oh yeah, right. It's a it's a great marketing uh, marketing creativity yeah. thing that they've done. Absolutely. Yeah, I wonder like with any of these brands, you know, they get it from a spring. I wonder what what if any filtration they do. Right? Do they have to do something just to make sure there's no viruses and bacteria? Yeah. And and what do they usually do? So majority of the time, there'll be some level of uh, sediment cartridge filters in stages and maybe a UV for microbiological um, growth. But again, this isn't something that is public knowledge. Mm. Um, so for it to be a natural source, spring, mineral water, um, the water shouldn't be modified um, mechanically, chemically um, in any way. Hmm. Okay, so uh, moving on from Liquid Death, Avion, Fiji, Pellegrino, what, where should I go I, I, here? I would go next with Avion. Okay, and of yeah. course this is, the, this is the famous water from France, from the French yep. Alps here, been around for a long time, right? They're like one so, of the... Go ahead. With Evian, like we talk about vintage with wine, mm. Evian has a 15-year vintage in the sense of... When it's rained on, on the French Alps, by the time the water's percolated through the mineral, the rock layers, and then re-emerges, it's a 15-year process. But then I've got some waters behind me that are 20,000, 50,000 year vintage. What? Yeah, That's so incredible. When so when you're describing waters like this, it, it captures the imagination. Like, oh, wow, okay. Um, you know, we do this to wine. We, we can do this to water. Um, you know, I've got some w- waters which are called like cloud juice, which may be a year old because mm. it's actual um, corrective rainwater directly yeah. clouds. Wow. Wow. Um, okay. So the Avion water I have here, again, you said 15 years is kind of the time about, right? Yeah. And going back and forth with maybe the liquid death is notice the difference hmm okay okay cheers again cheers yeah I, I i feels one of the things i pick up is that mouth feel really you know more than taste even i i mm. that really is what i guess i'm sensitive to or can tell um and that's really uh hydrophilic like you said you know it's just yeah. uh and that's what i i do enjoy a lot when that water is just like so silky and soft and just like just ah oh, it's amazing uh it feels and special and what contributes to that is avion will have a higher calcium level than liquid death okay. and if you hold, hold the two you'll see the analysis on the back and that that's what um provides a yeah, I have a higher calcium magnesium level than liquid death. Okay. Interesting the uh you know the the Avion doesn't have any of those little bubbles that I have in the liquid death. Now maybe that was I don't know, coming out of a can versus uh a a bottle. I don't I don't know. Or like you said, there could be more oxygen just in the water to begin with. Yeah. So so the cans will leave a certain taste um to mm. the water because it's in a can. My, my preference is I try not to drink from uh, plastic, um, but if it's a water for an experience, 
um, then I, I will go out to get a glass bottle um, from a natural source as an experience water, not for hydration purposes. Otherwise, it's my tap or a filtered tap. Um, yeah. Yeah. So on the label here, it says uh, electro calcium. 80, magnesium 26, potassium 1, silica 15, chlorides 10, sulfites 14, bicarbonates 360. So I guess you're really getting a look at the chemistry and you can, yes. that, that you can then reflect in the taste. 100%. And it, it, it's all on the back of the bottles. It's just taking that time, you know, a bit of education in regards to what you're looking for. And then, you know, these minerals are amazing for, for your body, for health and well-being. You know, water isn't water. Water's more like a medicine, you know, if we look at it this way. And there's beautiful drinking water cultures in the U.S., if you look back at history. And if you look into Europe, um, you know, people for health and well-being would go to these natural springs. And um, there's... A lot of research in regards to different minerals doing having different effects for like migraines, uh, stomach issues, etc. So even looking at, um, you know, if you're feeling fatigued, maybe find a natural water that has a high magnesium level, which can help with your health, your well-being, um, reduce muscle issues, migraine issues, um, instead of popping a pill. Because um, mother's nature, mother nature's pharmacies were these natural springs prior to you know, pharmaceutical drugs and um, pharmacies on every corner. Yeah, sure. So uh, Fiji or Pellegrino next? I would go with Fiji and okay. then do a contrast between those two. Or, yeah, with um, liquid death and heavy on. Ah, okay. And describe and describe what you experience. And also okay, go back to the liquid death and the avion and do a little comparison here. Yeah, just go back and forth. Silky I, I noticed I did that a little bit, and uh, I noticed definitely silkier with the avion. Um, drinking a lot of water here. <laughs> it's good for you. Yeah, and I, I don't know what they are, but there seems to be a little more in the liquid death, like a little more, a little stronger taste. Okay. Um, but definitely the Avion silkier. So I have the Fiji here, and I, I, ha I have to admit, I already peeked at the back of the bottle, uh, and it says it says silica 93, right? And yeah. the, Avion, the Avion silica was 15. So I'm expecting this to be, and I knew, this is something I, I knew about Fiji. I knew the Fiji water was that crazy silkiness to it, uh, yeah. which I think is what the kids like when the, when the yeah. kids are like, oh yeah, Fiji. I think they must like, they can't even maybe describe it, but they just know that, they, that it's good. Um, and it's a very high level for water because of its volcanic origins. Um, volcanic areas always create um, pretty high silica content waters, and Fiji is a very high natural um, water with that silica content. But what would be interesting is how you would describe the difference of Fiji and say Evian from 15 milligrams a liter to was it 94 milligrams? 90 something, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I again. I'm not like the biggest fan of the shipping of the water, but this is, it's a good one. It's, you know, it's why I think it's so popular and why so many people 
buy it when they're grabbing bottled water yeah. you know so i think like with fiji many people don't know about the silica content and what the silica content the mouthfeel the taste the health and well-being of you know silica scraping your skin hair nails so there's a lot of marketing of hollywood making it cool the price tag on it etc but understanding mineral content in water make you um better informed decisions when you are prepared to take a deep dive into bottled water and select a water for a, a certain uh, feeling that you want or a certain health and well-being element that you want. You know, I think bottled water isn't going to go away, but it's a level of more respect for it. Mm. Um, and spending the time having that educational element of, okay, if I'm prepared to taste Mother Nature, let me give her some respect. Mm. and experience it in, in the best way that i can well i'd say the fiji like comparatively it almost feels lighter i mean it's like it feels more delicate right like this it has less weight to it even in my mouth you know 100 percent. because where the evian has a higher calcium level you probably find it a bit more weightier mm. on, on the mouthfeel with the fiji where it's just super high in the silica it's it's like a silk where yeah. it just glides glides over the palate. So you're absolutely you're absolutely right. This is amazing. Yeah. So I, I don't know if this plays in at all, but like the Avion's a seven point two pH, and this Fiji yeah. says seven point seven. Um, that's okay. A, yeah. yeah. So pH. Um, there's a lot of trash. What, what I consider the chicken nugget of waters. Everybody knows chicken nuggets are super processed and not good for you. So, you know, if you see a bottle of water on the supermarket shelves that pH regulate, pH your body, pH enhance yourself, just stay away. All this is is processed tap water. You cannot pH regulate your body with water. Mm. Um, you know, your stomach acids um, are of a certain acidic conditions, you know, like I think 2.8 to 3. So drinking these alkaline, factory-processed, electrolyte-less waters, um, it's a bit of a con, in my professional opinion. You see all this high alkaline water, right? And I know that even like professional athletes, it's a big thing. Uh, I know a lot of professional basketball players I see, like they've got their like 8.8 .8 or 9.0 yeah. alkaline water and the special stuff they get, you know, and they think that that's going to give them some edge or something but yeah i don't know it, it, it's it's one of these okay a natural source water um is probably the same price or cheaper than these factory made waters and there is no fairy tale of water being made in a factory yeah. <laughs> right right but the fairy tale of you know a naturally rich magnesium water where pegasus hit his hoof on the ground so hard that this spring erupted. It's beautiful fairy tale and this beautiful communication of the value of water. I've, I've yeah. been doing this for a long time and I still <laughs> struggle to create a beautiful fairy tale of a Dasani or a Pepsi-Cola or a Coca-Cola brand of <laughs> water factory. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, these styles of water, you know, for me, if there is an area where the tap waters have been compromised, etc., and having these processed tap waters bottled, yeah, for emergency situations, yes. But where it's just been mass marketed, 
smart waters, inspired by clouds, etc. It's not inspired by clouds. It is a <laughs> chicken nugget of the water world. Love and you it. know what happens? You eat too many chicken nuggets. That's right. It's not healthy for you. So you said Avion is about a 15-year vintage, right? That's the that's yes. the process. Do you know, yeah. happen to know what Fiji uh, is? Fiji's in the region of about 30, 30 years. Yeah. Okay. It's still a young young water, but it's, it's picked up um, a beautiful silica level just due to the volcanic region. So, you know, there's many natural springs that are close to very um, – volcanoes and these waters um, originate from there and costa rica has pretty nice special um high silica uh, japan has some very nice high silica mm. well uh got this a uh, very legendary one to go to here the uh okay. pellegrino uh yeah. glass glass bottle which i yeah. appreciate so just um, before you crack that open yeah the original source for san pellegrino it's a still water with added carbonation so if you were to experience San Pellegrino direct from the spring, it's a beautiful area. It's a still, it's a still water. Okay. Have you? Uh, I imagine you've tra- have you traveled around to some of these some of these sources for some of these uh, iconic ones or, or other ones. Yeah, I've. Um, I, I like to find just off the beaten uh, trail tracks or natural springs. Um, I've visited Harrogate, Buxton here in the UK. Um, there's a few sources in Slovenia um, as a, an advisor to the Bled Water Festival that happens each year. So um, I, it's a bit of a hobby of mine, like you know, of course, yeah, bringing springs and um, understanding how these waters have been formed and the historical co- connotations to them as well. Okay. Well, I, I pour this and, you know, I instantly see the, I don't think it's going to come out on the camera, but I instantly see, you know, some bubbles. It says natural mineral water with natural CO2 added. Um, so it's not like full um, bubbles, you know, but it's definitely in there. Uh, so I'm very interested to try this. Mm. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the carbonation there for sure. Um, yeah, which is a, di- a different experience, right? The the still versus the the sp- sparkling, right? Um, you know, there's there's many naturally carbonated waters, i.e., the carbonation under sheer pressure, CO two water under the surface of the earth. These waters come up with the bubbles within. So this is a product of my. Nature. And these are absolutely fascinating because, you know, you can play on the size of the bubbles and the mouthfeel as well. If you were looking to pair with foods and wines, like San Pellegrino for me, great for barbecued meats or vegetables. It's got a pretty robust bubble. Um, the mineral composition and the bicarbonate in this water, um, it's very refreshing. But what happens is when you drink high mineral content waters, um, some people make it all because their brains are trained that water should be dull, should, should be flat, and they may be used to drinking packaged processed waters. But what happens, and I see this with people when I'm conducting water tasting experiences, they try these high mineral content waters and they're like, oh, wow. And it's the brain telling you, wow, can I have some more of those minerals? Because it's helping the fu- function of the body. You know, the magnesiums help with the nervous system, etc., potassium, bicarbonate. But then 
with San Pellegrino, uh, potentially a spicy, spicy food, and mm. maybe you know where it coats the mouth um, or the high bicarbonate can help neutralize as well. If I'm reading these labels right, it looks like it's it's you know on the higher side of calcium. Uh, if I'm yes. if I'm reading it correctly. Um, you know, I think in the States, like pretty historically, it's just been all still water. I mean, we've had these kind of things, but it's been that the, the bubbles were more of a European thing, really, honestly, you know, but it started to, it started to creep in, especially as people travel more internationally and everything. Um, I enjoy it. It's like a really nice change. Uh, you know, and I found like when I was in Germany, for example, I was, I was opting for the, the sparkling a lot a lot more yeah yeah so in Germany, there's an, an absolutely beautiful drinking water culture they have over 800 naturally occurring springs and what is amazing in germany they call it hilsiwasser so these are registered natural mineral waters but uh, for health and well-being so for example if you've got migraine issues doctors would say Look, drink this water for a week and see how you go how, how mm. you get on and they sell these uh, registered waters in pharmacies and it's all about the mineral content in the waters to help replenish the body. Um, and yeah, I, I think like each time I visit Germany, I'm amazed like at their water selection in the supermarket. But they have a very good return scheme for the bottled waters. Mm. And this, like in the UK, they they're still I'm in an ring about how how this is going to be implemented. But many countries. Denmark, where I was working um, on the Facebook project on the hyperscale data center as their in-house water commissioning engineer, um, you know, you could return your bottles for like 10 cents, 15 cents, depending on what it was. And that encourages recycling and not throwing it out into the environment. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I was in Germany, it was very interesting for me how you go to a restaurant and you, you're, you're, you have to pick bottled water, right? Like they're not bringing you tap water. Um, yes. And what's the what's the reasoning for that? It's it's just from my understanding, it's just the German way of the respect of water. Hmm. Each water that they they actually know that okay, this will have a large bubbles. These will have a smaller bubbles. These will have a higher mineral content, so maybe a water to have after a large meal or as water as a, an aperitif. So from my understanding, they have that connection of regional waters uh, to be served in, in such a way. So, um, yeah, their yeah. bottle of water intake is, is pretty high, but I think they're very in tune to the why. It's not to open it because it's fashionable or it's, um, you know, promoted in such a way that, bottled water is better than tap water because there's some amazing tap waters in Germany as well. I do have, I do have, uh, a German, uh, Ooh. bottled water okay. here. Garl Steiner. Uh, beautiful water. I, this water, it looks like it's got really, I mean, if I'm, again, if I'm interpreting things right, it looks like it's got really high calcium levels. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, in a, in a, Per serving, it says 130 milligrams. I, I don't know what that works out to per whatever, but uh, and also like a pretty good dose of magnesium too. Yeah. So if you were to try the difference between San Pellegrino and I'm going for it, the naturally, naturally occurring carbonated water. 
Yeah. Okay. This the the German. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like the Red Bull of waters. This like for me. Um, Friday, you know, you've had a very long week. I will drink, say, Gerald Steiner, and I'll, I'll, I'll feel. Oh yeah, those bubbles are those are that's a good hit. It's got it's got even more flavor than the the yep. Pellegrino. It's it's definitely the bubbles are more intense, uh, and yep. the, and there's like a I can't put my words on what the flavor is, but it's just kind of got a little something more going on in it. Uh, I, I yeah. like that. Yeah, I, wow. I, I find that the water has a slight sort of zinginess from the magnesium. Mm. Um, so a zing into it um, uh, with a bit of a sort of you know those sherbet did dabs when you were a kid without oh, yeah. the sweetness. That's right. what I can't think comes through, that sherbetiness. Okay. But it's not sweet. Yeah, that, that yeah. will definitely come through in a water like that. Um, it's quite very it, water. It says high mineral content on the front, so yes. they're really touting that because people are seeking seeking that. They know that it's that it's good for them. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I find Europeans to be so much more evolved in many different ways, so much more cultured and civilized and, and attuned to things. And so it makes sense to me that that, <laughs> wa that their water selection and attentiveness is along those same lines, you know. Yeah, I, I guess the, the geography of Germany as well with very old volcanic regions create these special high mineral content waters. Um, wow. And each, and each region will have their specific waters. Okay, now that I'm looking on the back of this, I see the the real calcium levels that kind of compare per liter to the other ones and it's this is this is light years higher the Gerolsteiner with the calcium, magnesium, bicarbonate, uh yeah, very, very total mineral content, 2,500 micrograms per liter, milligrams per liter, rather. Uh, all right, well, I'm glad uh, that I went through this because now I have like a little bit of a favorite if I'm going to have to gonna have to pick you know like i'm all i'm all about the german which is great because that's a big part of my ancestry is is the german really? ancestry so that 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 fits for me um i wanted to ask you kind of one of the things you do and i encourage people to follow you on social media oh. uh you got great stuff on instagram you know hydrate the imagination lift up there and show show your shirt you got that great hydrate the imagination shirt we might have to do a swap i'll mail you a waterloop <laughs> shirt if i could get one oh, of those 100%. yeah 100%. yeah um Tell, tell me a little bit about your kind of efforts to be out there in this educational role. I mean, you've talked about schools and stuff, but you're out there at festivals and fairs and you're snagging people and you're asking them questions. Just talk about what yeah. you do and, and what you hear out, out of that. Yeah, of course. Um, it's just me just having a bit of fun. Um, you know, I've, I've really sort of got that buzz of people encouraging me to continue. However, what I really would like to do is take this element others to learn and express and teach others because I think we continue to miss um, our relationship with waters, tap water especially. I really want this to be elevated for individuals, communities to request better tap water but understand why tap water is tasted in a certain way. And um, yeah, it's just... Me just being me, I've always been a water advocate from a young age. 
And now, you know, all of the jokes aside and, you know, what's he doing about wards and wards is just the same, etc. I think people are, are becoming more focused on water as more than just a hydration product. You can have some fun with it. But the key message is what can you do to enable everybody in this world, on this planet, to have access to clean water and sanitation? So sometimes, you know, these water tasting events that I can do, it inspires others that may want to contribute to some charities or change their drinking water habits and create a drinking water lifestyle, a drinking water culture, which is more sustainable. Um, so every, every day is a different day. Um, and when I'm not working in the water industry as a water consultant, you know, I'm, I'm having fun. And I, I'm an advisor to the Bled Water Festival in the London Water and Steam Museum. So, you know, Every month, I'll head down there and just provide free um, water tasting experiences for families to come in and join in. And um, it's very rewarding. It genuinely is like something truly special when you know that you've changed someone's someone's perception uh, to drinking water. Yeah. What's uh? What's what's like one of the most common? commonly heard things for you during these interactions with the public you know what what's what's kind of like a reaction or a or a thought that you hear yeah um genuinely why didn't they teach us this in school <laughs> wow yeah. yeah that's awesome I, I, get that. I get that a lot um i get messages from parents what have you done to my children <laughs> they're not interested in fizzy pop anymore they're intrigued about water and they're drinking uh. loads you know, um, but why didn't they teach us this when we were young? Mm, I love it. Get it a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, and and here I am at my age, learning learning this from you, kind of for the first time at a at a proper level. Uh, so I, I appreciate it. Uh, I poured myself a refill of the Gerald Steiner. Uh, that's what I'll be sipping on at my desk. It's very it's very very good. Milan, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Travis. And um, again, thank you for all the work that you do, the content, um, elevating the importance of water, especially the work that you do with the indigenous uh, people mm. and giving a voice. Uh, that is truly special and more of this needs to be done. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. See ya. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode and thanks to the sponsor Flume. Please check them out at flumewater.com. To find all episodes, sign up for email updates, and connect on social media, visit waterloop.org. Or in the Waterloop.